Hey guys, it's me, Sean Capri. This episode of We The Gamer Cast is probably one of the most important, profound, devastating, very difficult conversation that I had with uh, Luke Lore. So just be forewarned that this is actually pretty scary for me to put out there. And just a, a heads up, we're going to talk about mental health today. We're going to talk about suicide, uh, thoughts of suicide, prevention, and if... Uh, you or anybody you love or know is thinking about suicide, taking their own life in a dark place, please, please reach out to them. Uh, this is a very meaningful episode, and I want to thank Luke so much for having this conversation with me. If anybody you know is in need of help, go to suicideprevention.ca in the United States, suicideprevention.lifeline.org, 1-800-273-8255, or the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. Thanks, guys. I hope you liked the episode. Sean Capri and welcome to episode 104 of We The Gamer Cast. It's the official podcast of WeTheNerdy.com and it comes to you on iTunes, Google Play, and Mother Love and YouTube every Monday. Thank you for listening, subscribing, sharing, giving a thumbs up on the video. If you notice, I'm a little, I'm going to take it down a notch uh, this week. We're going to get into some, some very important stuff, as you know from the intro. But before we do, let's take a moment and give a quick thank you so much to our executive producers Nick Militia from Next Level Games Joel Brooks James Johnson Dr. Doom Jesse Armstrong Sheldon Benedict Glocko Schaefer David Ray and Joey Hare guys thank you so much and everybody else who supports us on patreon.com slash make us better this episode is on video because of you and truly it is the better way to experience this episode if that even makes any sense you'll know what i mean in just a little bit but first in case you're new here's the deal every week i have sweet hangs with a stranger from the internet and sometimes that stranger saves your life sometimes you have somebody on the other end of the skype call that is just absolutely truly amazing an amazing human being and if you want to be part of the show uh tweet at me please at sean capri sean like connery capri like the pants guys last week I mentioned that I feel like the show is on another level. Uh, I believe at that time, actually, I had already recorded my conversation with Luke. And I just know that, you know, sometimes we just talk about games. Sometimes we're like, what? You know, Bobby told me about screaming at his mom <laughs> going to pick up the NES. Some days are like today. And this is this is on the spectrum. Some of you have been listening for a little while. Know the spectrum. Every once in a while, we we go in this direction. Uh, I, I recorded this conversation a couple of weeks ago after the day after a pretty, pretty rough day for me. And I, I'm going to open up a little bit about here about my struggles with mental health and uh, some thoughts that I was having and the way that I guess I would describe I'm trying to come around to because even after I can't remember if this is part of the recording or if we talk about this afterwards, but I was sure that, you know, after a night's rest and after a couple weeks, of course, by the time that this aired, I figured I'm going to look back on this conversation and go like, what was, what was wrong with me? Why was I in such a horrible, horrible place? Because today I'm feeling great. Like I've got a bit of a headache, but that's about it. And I, and I think that I would describe it like this, like mental health and depression to me is 
kind of like if you're apt to get a cold, except that, except that it's your brain and it's your, your entire emotional engine and something was wrong. Something was, it was like I had a virus in my emotional engine and it took me to some, to a really, really horrible place. And I opened up 100%. I've never done this before, uh, especially on the internet. I've never talked about it on this show, but obviously, uh, mental health is a huge, uh, it's a major cause for me, man. Like it's personally, and also, you know, you guys know that, that, uh, I just did a run in support of a friend of mine who took his own life. And so I guess, well, we'll get into it with, with my conversation with, with Luke. I just wanted to say thank you, Luke, so much. And if anybody, if you want to, if you want to duck out, I understand this is a heavy episode. We do talk about some games, but this is, this is definitely one of the heavier ones. I want to thank you so much to Luke Lore. He is at MLS Reserves. Please, please, guys, reach out to him. He was, I mean, I don't know what you were expecting, Luke, to be honest with you. He probably, uh, maybe it was more fun. We could have had more fun talking about Titanfall and other shooters and other games and stuff, but I, needed this conversation so badly and you were right there you didn't skip a beat and I am so grateful I am I am in as much much better place today than I was when you and I last talked a couple weeks ago so thank you thank you thank you everybody please follow at MLS reserves please enjoy this episode here he is Luke Lore Love your shirt, dude. Thanks, man. I have worn this shirt, not a joke, three different times thinking I was going to be on with you or Bobby. Oh, that's um, hilarious. <laughs> yeah. And so, like, every time it's time to record, I'm, like, sprinting. and like, all right, grab the Zelda shirt. Time to do this. It's got to be so. pressed and ready at all times. Exactly. You just, you just never know what's going to happen. Exactly. All right. So... I can barely see me. Let me let me pull that up. You do your, How do your you... tweaks, man? You're you're all good. Up, up a it's... little bit. Oh, if you're gonna sit like that, then we can just have it. That's that's nice. A better? That looks real nice. All right. See, I put. Now you can call this out once we are we recording now. Or are we just doing prelim? You setup? know what? It's all recorded. I I pretty much do right from the start, unless something like farts in my brain. But I try to gotcha. just get it all. Because then there's no. Okay, now we're starting, and people kind of like, nope, just to let them, just to keep them off guard, and actually not tell them that we're recording <laughs> seems to work gotcha. out sometimes. So gotcha. So what were well, you gonna point I, out, man? Specifically, all right. So I had to reset up. This room is brand new because we just moved into this house. Um, like this weekend, we right? This. All right. So the past two weeks have been. We're gonna go in reverse order here. Um, the past two weeks have been insane because. Yeah. Uh, we were exiting our old home, which we didn't want to purchase. The renters, we, we were, we are renters mm-hmm. and we didn't want to purchase this home, that, that particular home. Right. We needed to get out from that one, find one that we liked so that we could rent that one, which is the one we're in now, mm-hmm. uh, possibly purchase it, which I th- think we're going to, we like it a lot. Um, and so that happened. Then what was the, the same purchasing? Two- I'm sorry. I'm going to, I, sometimes I'm just going to jump in here. Why? Like, were they requiring you to purchase a house or get out? Was that sort of what the situation that you were put in? I didn't yeah, know that was a thing. That's not uncommon. That's not uncommon. Okay. I know it sounds a bit vitriolic. It's it's not uncommon. 
rather what they they were losing money because when mm. we initially rented it, I talked them down. Um, and if, even if you talk someone down fifty bucks a month, that's six hundred dollars a year. Mm-hmm. And so like, you know, they, they and they were not the type of uh, homeowners that wanted to invest significant dollars mm-hmm. um, to fixing things, which is not that's that's entirely their choice. Um, but for any listeners that don't know, I live in a, a military town, despite not being military myself. Mm. So there's a lot of in and out. People go in and out of the um, city quite often. So it's not uncommon for that to happen. But yeah. we didn't want to purchase it, bottom line. Um, it, it wasn't the type of house that we wanted to, to have a home in. So How much heads up did you have before this is going to happen? Like, was it kind of like, okay, time's up. You can either purchase this or get out. Or did, we, did you have at least like a couple months to plan this? Because moving sucks, dude. Oh, moving is the worst. And this past, when I we when we actually get to the past two weeks, um, it was it was uh, an event. But I'm sure. we had plenty of heads up time. We yeah, had plenty of heads good. up time. But part of it was that we didn't plan as well as we would have liked in hindsight. Mm-hmm. The other part is because of the nature of this this town, Fayetteville, North Carolina, uh, people are in and out so often that homes go on and off quite often for rent. And we did not make the decision as a family, uh, my girlfriend and I, uh, we did not make the decision to stay in North Carolina until probably the past month. So mm. we were thinking temporary, move far away. Um, but Where would changed. you go? North Carolina sounds awesome to me. Oh, it's terrible. Um, oh, no. <laughs> I, I, I should preface. At some point, I will tell you about that poster behind me. It's um, <laughs> the best tease ever, dude. I love that. <laughs> yeah. It'll be yeah. the thing that we never get to just by the chance yeah. of the way things go. But that poster, but, man. Yeah, right? need... <laughs> you can send me a picture of it. It'll be the thumbnail of the of the show. And we'll have some sort of teaser of like, you want to know what this poster's about. We'll be teasing it. We'll never yeah. get to Adam it. Adam Lennart's going to be like, hey, is that? And we'll never answer it. We'll that never answer so it. so <laughs> freaking funny. I love it. Um, so North Carolina to, to, sucks. You were going to move uh, somewhere man. else. All right. So I'm a, I'm a school <laughs> teacher. I teach uh, mm-hmm. middle school. Absolutely love it. Yep. Fantastic. Uh, last I checked the, mm. the state of North Carolina is the 48th worst state in the country, uh, in, the, in the country of the United States to, uh, to be a teacher. It's just terrible. Um, so my girlfriend makes, uh, slightly over two thirds of our, our home income. Yeah. Uh, and so I don't provide much in the way of finances, just good looks and bad jokes. Right. Um, right. Um, and the knowledge family. of a teacher you're right. And you're, yeah, totally. That's gotta have some, some value. Why don't we value that people? Come on, let's go. Not here. That's the Dang fascinating it. thing. You know, about the problem our, our is culture. actually is it has less to do with North Carolina. The more the fact that you have too many States that stat sounds bad because you have too many States. If you're in sixth place in Canada, doesn't sound so bad but then you realize that you're you're kind of like in the bottom <laughs> it's, it's, not, a, that's a, it's a rather tense subject right now about uh, how many states we have in the united states um because of our history and because of current uh, ongoings mm. but i i i would argue with anyone that we have among the most fascinating uh historical relevancies for for a 200 mildly 200 year old country mm-hmm. have a pretty cool history and pretty I fast. agree dude cool in the sense that it's like oh i like it more in the fact that it's fascinating what a story um, yeah and i've enjoyed my ri- time i went to washington dc a couple years ago and i just walked around and i'm like you guys know how to do this like there's memorials everywhere and at least 
it's in your face. At least the story you guys understand, like you get it and it's taught to you. We do a horrible job in Canada teaching it. Like we get so distracted by the America, basically. We, we kind of go, well, our version is this, but let me tell you about the 13 colonies. Like we don't, we don't have that. And the fact that I even like, I know probably more about 13 colonies, the 13 colonies than I do about, I don't even know. I don't even know what the analog is here. Newfoundland. That was it. Vikings found us at some point, apparently. What's what's more fascinating is the information that we don't tell you. And as a country, I think we've often failed our kids uh, in teaching that. Uh, so many students, and I'm not speaking specifically about mine or my previous ones or anything, but people, adults, students through our United States educational system are not aware that the White House was once in, on fire, that it was right. built by slaves. Mm-hmm. There are so many things on our monuments that are not being told that it's curious you know like i wish we had a window into history and to the future just to to look at what societies find to be relevant because mm-hmm. we value the good parts right and we don't talk about the bad parts even though those are perhaps more valuable to our moral and philosophical metaphysical you know mm-hmm. well-beings yep. as a country and so it i wish that I, w- I was more than i am in the sense that i could see sure. that kind of stuff because it's it's fascinating what we care about and what we don't. Well, talk, I'm glad that you're on the show, and I'm glad we're this kind of just went down this path a little bit because here we are on the poster. internet having oh. the nope, yep, late, maybe later, maybe who yeah. knows? Poster, uh, just our quick every ten minutes random hashtag poster. Yeah, um, I'm glad because here we are talking on the internet. We have a thousand different places to learn and consume, whether it's entertainment or or fact and. As a teacher who has – you have um, a captive audience for so long, but then the kids go consume content elsewhere. Do you think that like there's something to be said about the internet having an additional impact on what we do learn about? So I think that there's a controlled system within the education system of what is being brought uh, taught and and what about like – those things that we don't talk about within the institution, how does that fit in with internet? Like, is there another place? Is there people who care about that stuff? Like, I guess if, I guess what I'm rambling on about is if people cared enough about it, somebody would be making content about it and it, and it is interesting, but why with this sharing of knowledge, do we, I feel like it's still not really getting through that stuff that you talk about is still not really mainstream. We still just talk about the, the glitz and the glamor. Maybe I'm answering my own question by saying it like that. Well, you're, you're talking about epistemology and how we learn and whatnot, but I think right now, and this is, again, a very relevant conversation to to the United States right now and then to, to the world as a whole, particularly in an era of social media, in that we create our own news. The people, Sean, that you're friends with on Facebook, people right. that you unfriend on Facebook, people you follow mm-hmm. on Twitter, um, they dictate kind of the narrative of information that you're getting because you're choosing that. So you've got a biased uh, influx right. of content, chamber. whatever it is. Right. And, and rarely do I want to follow a bigot on Twitter. Rarely. Have a, yeah, rarely. Almost I mean, never. <laughs> almost never. But sometimes it's relevant or, or helpful to hear a side that you're not a fan of or yep, not that's you know, a better way to put it for on sure. par with. Mm-hmm. Because it, if you can't defend your own position or you can't, you know, on your own level, defend your own position – then maybe you don't understand the solid ground that you're on, or maybe it's quite, you know, quite inflexible where, yeah. where you go. But, but 
I don't want that when I pull up Twitter. I want to mm-hmm. have my cathartic escape into video games or to yeah, soccer man. or whatever it is. And like that's truly why I was so excited to be on a podcast because I used to do this a long time for a long time, mm-hmm. not a long time, but I used to be on podcasts regularly. I had my own hundred plus show and I loved it. And I've missed it so much because I find it as a sense of uh, emotional kind of upbringing. And for me, that's that's really something I need often. So it's it's mm-hmm. been ecstatic. I've been thinking about all the stories I could tell Sean Capri. Oh, let's then, do it. Let's jump right. Let's, let's jump. Do you want to give a shout out to the old show? Should we go? Is it still available? Do we? Can we check it out? If it is, uh, I might be embarrassed. I don't know that our audience here would. Do it. <laughs> so. Um, there was a, a gap when I was a teacher. There was a gap. I taught mm-hmm. for three years, left for two, came back, and now I've been in it. And this is my fourth or fifth year back in. Mm-hmm. Um, but in that off time, it was a very dark period of my life. But I really took a stab at journalism. Oh, wow. And yeah. I, and I, it was a, I would argue that not having a degree in it, I did very well. Mm-hmm. I mean, I had a, a podcast show called Off the Bench, which was a, for, specific to Major League Soccer, North American Soccer League, and USL, which were the three tiers of North American soccer. Yeah. Um, and to anyone who's not sure, I know you have a lot of Canadian listeners, that included Canada. Um, hey, three guys. What's up? <laughs> what's up, guys? Literally Hi, dozens of people cared about my show. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, for me, my, my Canadian listeners, that's what I'm saying. I'm sure there's crossover with the Nintendo. De- I don't know. Actually, that's so um, the MLS reserves is the website. I still own it. Mm-hmm. Um, and one day, one day MLS is going to come to me and say, Luke will pay off your school loans. Damn right. Here's $6. Yep, I love <laughs> um, it. But I started a blog and then yeah. I started writing for various soccer websites. And then um, through the great courtesy of people in Major League Soccer, I got to to be a very low level journalist with them. I was mm-hmm. appearing on TV um, and locally with the North Carolina team, which was then known as the Railhawks, now North Carolina, Carolina FC. Um, I enjoyed, you know, I like appeared there and whatnot, but they didn't pay my bills, and so I was working right. at GameStop during this massive depression period. It was very fascinating because I was juggling retail after having a college degree in teaching uh, and then not teaching yeah. and then to the internet i had i met one of my close friends uh via podcasting he he and i had a very successful show i'm talking to national team players and people who i idolized and i'm uh he very not very well respected but i had people knew me and people talked to me about soccer and mm-hmm. they cared what i thought which was interesting and weird and cool because thousands of people would listen to my show but dude, I was like bringing in pennies and like of you know, my, it was it was a very strange juxtaposition of. Uh, why of did you well-being. take a break in teaching? Why why the couple of years? Like, was it not what you thought it was going to be? Was it because North Carolina is the forty eighth state uh, in terms of <laughs> like what? Because wh- I know a, I know a quite a few friends when I went to university. I met a lot of people taking their education degree, um, and not to say that all teachers are like this, but the people that I had met they just sort of ended up in it. Like they just kind of went, my parents want me to go to college. I don't know what else to do. And for some reason it was, I met all of those people and they happened to be uh, taking their education degree. And I don't think any, many of them are teaching now. I can count maybe two, three of them who are, who are teaching now. A lot of them are in construction and things like that. And, and eventually went on into the trades. Cause that's a, that's a huge industry here, but I'm curious for you, like what caused the, what caused the pause? Um, well, I come from a legacy of teachers or educators, I guess is a better oh, okay. way to put it. Everything from bus drivers to college professors and, and 
which is interesting because it's not an even it's not an even family line like this person did this and this person did this and, th- right. and they're all somehow involved in education um and i kind of knew i wanted to be an educator for a long time i was not a good student i i, I put a lot of teachers through through quite the the difficult stretches i think you and I are similar I'm, in that way man <laughs> we, we are in, in my um discovering of the the we the gamer cast and, and learning sean capri i've, I've discovered that you and I have a lot of similarities. Yeah, I've got some um, some real shit stories, dude. I was a man. My brother used my little brother used to tell me that that I just piss people off sometimes, and I never understood it because I always like to think that I'm a jovial type of person. But God, I have, I got my moments, man. That's for sure. And I look back, I've I've done some real stupid things. But I'm sorry, I'm interrupting. Well, looking back is a very valuable thing. I think when I looked that back to myself better. five years ago. I'm like, man, I, I hate, I don't like that person. Well, like 10 years ago, I truly hate the person I was. And like, um, a lot of my, what an idiot. Yeah. That was a weird name you chose. (laughs) (laughs) Golly. Uh, Hey, let us change our names. Um, but I carry a lot around a lot of guilt and I think a lot Mm. of my anxiety and depression battles come from the way I was back then. Yeah. And, um, that's kind of like where a lot of those dark periods kind of, surfaced and I saw somebody that I didn't enjoy being. And so mm-hmm. I've looked at teaching or education or, or helping people. Um, there's a noble aspect to it, which I, I recognize is, you know, when you say it on a podcast, it might seem like you're looking for compliments. I'm not. Well, what I mean rather is that the nobility and the idea of helping others is important. Yeah. And it's something that I value a lot um, because I feel like I'm trying to gain back some sort of, you know, good karmic presence mm-hmm. to, to help mm-hmm. others. Um, it was the idea that I could help and make my country better without being violent, um, yeah. which is an interesting thing to be in a military town and have those views. And uh, then my, you know, I have, you're like Andrew uh, Garfield. You don't want to kill yeah. people. You just want to help people. You're exactly the same as Spider-Man. Yeah. Well, Andrew Garfield was a darn good Spider-Man. Um, <laughs> and I liked him a lot as that Spider-Man Jesus. and he got a lot of flack. And I didn't. I was so sad. Amazing Spider-Man went away because I thought that was good stuff. <laughs> I actively boycotted it. I, I was so well, angry. Really? I really did. And and I get kind of petty like that because. And I don't mean to derail, but just a quick aside. This I was whole so derail. That's, that's true. Awesome. That's true. The poster. We promise we're going to get to. We're going to get to the poster in a second. Yeah, sure. But mm-hmm. I was so upset that that basically any time a studio makes a movie so that they don't lose the rights to it. I'm kind of. Mm-hmm. I kind of see right through it. And then just the whole sure. reboot thing. Like I we'd seen that already before. So. Anyways, um, no, I I agree with you with that point. However, I thought they did a good job with it. Emma Stone and Andrew Garfield's chemistry was awesome. It, it was just Sony, man. They something they about called Sony. It the sensual Spider Man because it was just like you get some some sexy actors and actresses in there. Like this is this is good stuff. Good stuff. Oh man, and and he stutters so much. It's it's endearing. I, Have you if you go back and watch them, that man stutters quite a bit. I watched so it recently, scary. actually, just around Christmas time was the last time that I, wa- I watched it for the first time. I had to break my boycott because we did something for Netflix and chill. Rest in peace. Um, OK, so we, I totally took you off. Um, I can't even remember why I did that. But uh, we're talking about the nobility and helping people. Oh, because you want to help people without being violent in a military town. Sure. Please yeah. Continue. Well, I didn't always live in the military town. That's that's more that's more recent than the story of Luke. Um, but rather, the reason I left teaching was the original question. <laughs> okay. Right. Um, it was a, a George W. Bush era law that meant if a and this is I'll go very base level because it's ridiculously silly. Um, 
if a school doesn't get X amount of credence in X amount of time, uh, you wipe the floor and, and restart. And you just you just restart. I was in a restart period with them, but I was mm. also in the year that my license were to renew. Okay. So I got caught in this very small window that that doesn't even exist anymore. It's, it's they don't that doesn't happen uh, to people anymore. And at, to my knowledge, I was one of two people that it happened to. Yeah. Oh gosh. It, <laughs> of course. Yeah. Goodness gracious. And so it, it's so funny because in the same two-month period, um, this will sound very morbid, and I, don't know, I apologize for that. No, the same two-month period, I found out that my high school best friend uh, went insane and, like, murdered his father and did this crazy stuff. I broke up with what? my fiancé. Oh, oh my it, it, it God. So I broke up with my fiancé at the time, um, who, who is probably doing very well. She, she was a wonderful girl. We just weren't right for each other. Nothing. Yep. Tried, but, but it was a sad period, right? Totally. Um, and I found out I was losing my job. Within like two months, dude, I lost 40 pounds. Oh, I was making bad choices. I, it was like, how do you, what do you do? So as a 24, five-year-old, I boomeranged back home. Yeah. Uh, my parents were kind of taking me in while I recertified with my school because I wasn't sure if I wanted to go back to teaching. So I, in the window that I could have done it right away mm-hmm. and been back in the profession quickly, I wasn't sure what I wanted. So yeah, yeah that's totally understandable. Yeah, eh, eh, but then once I was recertified, mm-hmm. it was hard to find a job because you left, you weren't good. What happened? What was? Mm-hmm. It? It's such a strange situation that it took took um, the kind-hearted nature of some some very uh, sweet people to kind of give me a second shot. And I was born to help kids. That's yeah. What I mean, I'm a dork. Like you look at my shelf, <laughs> my room, and I'm, I I love nerdy things and mm-hmm. growing up I didn't have anybody that did and I think like many people our age because I'm I think we're close in age yeah uh, I'd say so being nerds wasn't cool then yeah there wasn't a Marvel Cinematic Universe there weren't plenty of uh you know nerdy things there and it wasn't neat mm-hmm. um, there was a grungy so we, corner for you to sit and play risk in the cafeteria maybe yeah and yeah even and then it was grungy because kids other kids were throwing food at you yeah, the only thing we had in uh in extensive supply were black eyes and you know, body spray. Did you really? Like, oh, I gave them out and I took them. I was good because all... have you always been in shape? Because you put like have you played soccer your whole life? We talked about this briefly. Um, mm-hmm. Like, were you one one of those jockey nerds kind of thing? Because that's that's kind of the line that I walked a little bit too. Like, I played soccer not at a high level at all, um, yeah. but I still obsess over. Like, I couldn't wait to finish soccer so I could go to neighbor Matt's house and play Super Nintendo. Yeah. Um, as far as soccer goes, I did not realize I liked soccer until I hit puberty a little bit before everybody else and was, then became faster and stronger. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then I realized that, oh, I'm really good with my feet because I can't throw a ball to save my life. Yeah. Um, and I was actually quite good at the time. Like, mm-hmm. I'm 31 now. It's not the case. But, like, I played with people who play in Major League Soccer now. I had a chance to pursue that at one point. Yeah. That's all gone. I'm not that person now. I'm not nearly there but as far as but being i feel shape- like the discipline is still there i don't know what it is but I, I was thinking about this morning i'm like luke just seems like just such a disciplined type of person and is that like am i i know this is kind of an awkward thing for i i would get very flustered if somebody were to ask me this but like is there a discipline to your day-to-day to becoming a teacher to be uh to play at that level i think even in athletics does the discipline come from somewhere and do you still kind of like actively uh practice it the discipline that I have now as an adult, 
my girlfriend would laugh at the idea of that. But <laughs> that comes from wasting so many opportunities before. Mm-hmm. Like um, the like I, I think I kind of offhand mentioned, and I'm not shy about it on Twitter or, or in my classroom or anywhere. I suffer severe anxiety and depression. Like mm-hmm. um, I got scars on the wrist. I was you know weight fluxes and stuff. Yeah. But now, in the past two years, through serious diet change, I've been able to regulate a lot of my stomach problems, and mm-hmm. I exercise to a certain point. I'm recovering from a shoulder injury from back when I was far less disciplined on the soccer field, and then I took martial arts. Oh, What's man, the shoulder it's injury? A podcast of derail. I, I tore my labrum. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know what that is. <laughs> <sighs> Do all right. So we've got so many cool soccer stories to tell. Um, we got bottom some time. line. I, 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 okay, cool. Yeah, we're so good. I was running full sprint against a team in Greenville, North Carolina, where East Carolina is. That was called the Latinos. It was very strange. So I, re- I realized to our listeners who aren't sure, no, that's that's it, truly what they were <laughs> called. Like on the piece of paper, they were made up of some great people, yep. um, friends at the time. That's just what they were called. So I, I just want to be clear on that. Um, but they were they dominated the league. Well, here comes cocky Luke, who was once very good and still thought he was. Um, and so I'm going scoring goals on them. I'm 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 trying to be this not showboat, but definitely like uh, leader to my team. Mm-hmm. And the, one of them wiped me out when I was at full sprint. I went end over end, and my arm twisted in a way that it dislocated very violently. Yeah. Um, they thought it was shattered. Went. I was taken to the hospital. This is all vague memories. Um, mm-hmm. They thought I was destroyed. The X-ray. Oh, it's it's still intact. We can put it back. Well, it's a ECU is a a very good school for for medicine and for teaching. Um, but they had students put it back in, and it was out for eight hours. So I don't remember much of it, but oh it was. Oh my gosh! And then I was That's actually hardcore. pursuing. Oh yeah, it sounds so tough. Um, yeah, right. But I was also pursuing martial arts at mm-hmm. the time, and I got my black belt. Instead of uh, going for a second major, I decided to get my black belt because I, it was like a lifelong goal, and I needed—I knew I needed the discipline, and I needed kind of some spiritual, not guidance per se, but something mm-hmm. to center myself, for lack of a better term. Yeah. And so I was like, well, in lieu of a second degree, I will get a first degree black belt. And like in my mind, it was the same. So I studied it, not just in physical practice, but like I read about it, and I practice the philosophy and really met some great people and friends through there but graduated college with first degree black belt and mm-hmm. with my degree in education and I was still not a nice person still not good to my again my ex-fiance or, or anyone my friends I wasn't the person I wanted to be right yeah um, and so it took some heartbreak and some time but then through a lot of practice I became disciplined a lot more hard lessons some one really cool soccer one that later on we can get to um mm-hmm. but it, you know just that discipline that you might reference is only recent that's awesome man because i definitely i look at it, it's amazing the timing of this conversation as well and we've you've kind of mentioned it a couple times i'm going to just go ahead and dive right in um mm-hmm. to the anxiety and depression thing this is something that is obviously top of mind for me i do i do a run in memory of a good friend of mine who passed away a couple years ago he Drove into his, he was living at home. Um, this is not that long ago. He's living at home, um, parked inside his parents' garage and opened the window in his car, closed the garage door, and he went to sleep. Mm-hmm. And it hits me so hard, even just even thinking about it. And I don't know if it's because he did that, that 
it makes me look inward even more. I maybe I'm sure it does, but it definitely makes me look inward even more because I definitely suffer from it as well, man. Like every now and then, like even yesterday, I was just out walking the dogs with Chelsea and uh, and Lincoln, and I just like I was like numb. Like it was the weirdest thing. And every day, like I have my, it's like a roller coaster. And I, I sort of, this is probably as, as much into it as I've ever gotten on the show. But I feel like you brought up a couple times as like a, almost like a weird invite. Like it's just kind of like these things are sort of like meant to be. And yet it was literally just yesterday. It'll be a couple weeks since, since when this airs. But I was very aware of what was happening to me almost like on a, on a, almost on a physical level, like the thoughts were affecting me physically and I couldn't shake it. And like, it was with me like the whole day of thinking, what would it be like if I were gone? And like, that's not a good place. So I spent last night reading up into, um, it's almost like postpartum depression for new dads and things like that. Mm-hmm. And it turns out three to six months is when that kind of stuff happens. And here I am four and a half months in and it's almost like, like clockwork and mm-hmm. it all stems from I need the discipline. I need the routine. I need to feel like like I'm helping. Because right now all I'm doing is working and I change well, a couple let, diapers and stuff. But, but let's point something out, Sean. If if you don't my mind interrupting, I know you're having ideations or manifestations. it's kind of strange, but your wife was pregnant for nine months. So you had the the prep for probably about eight or so of that if I had to guesstimate. Yep. And then your whole world went into upheaval. And you probably buried yourself in work and time. And so your your diet, your sleep schedule, everything was out of routine and out of sync. And now that kind of that flux of adrenaline and life change has happened, you're probably calming back down. And so you've been up here. Now you're kind of coming down a bit. It's probably just settling in. That's probably why there's that three to six month window. And I would imagine many new dads um, or many of our kind of super indie groups that are fathers could identify that period, even if it's not as serious about it. Do you, mm-hmm. um, if you don't mind my asking, do you take medicine by chance or is this an acute thing for you? No, I, I don't. And I need, I like, this is, this has always been almost like a weird sort of like therapy for me to just like get out and talk. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't really even get a chance to talk at this length for very, very often. I'm much more, and I enjoy being a listener. Um, but just in the way that the one I'm much better one on one, I think, like as mm-hmm. soon as I get in a bit of a group, even though this is kind of like a one to one too many, um, I don't right. typically think about who's who's listening during the conversation. We're so, so similar. I know. Oh well, it's, we, I, <laughs> I always nuts. knew that I was. But I also think that many people are like this. And I think that as like terrifying as it is to talk about this, like this is really scary for me. But I've been this close to booking an appointment forever mm. forever and ever and ever and when justin passed away i'm like i gotta like i talked to somebody just over chat and it was helpful but i'm like i need to do that more my work is great because there is opportunity but damn it it is so hard like you gotta like click on this link and then go to that link and then if you gotta log in and like there's so many barriers it's almost like tech support where it's like are you sure you want to call maybe you just want to send it an email or maybe you have a frequently asked question yeah suggestion so last night when i was i think was probably the best i had i'm like unfortunately it was i was laying in bed next to chelsea and i'm like it's like here's the phone number just call and i'm like 
this actually I, I, now would be a time I actually would like to read something. And I found a couple of mm-hmm. things. They're all PDFs. It was just awful. And as a fundraiser, somebody who like I professionally fundraise for cancer, it's it's like mental health and cancer research is like w- number one and and priority A. Like they're they're both right at the top for me. Mm-hmm. And I look at I look at all the advancements in awareness and the things that are happening in cancer research, even though a lot of people say it's a black hole of funding that goes in there. And I totally don't believe that, but I won't get into that. We need that for mental health. We need all the stuff that cancer gets for, I mean, there's so many great causes, but it's just, it's amazing how when somebody needs help and there's, there's just not enough for those people. There's a big stigma around it. And it's also, I find that that stigma also comes with gender because, because, mm-hmm. um, and I often talk about this with my girlfriend, Hillary, who, who's bar none the most incredible person I've ever met for me. She's just perfect for me, right? Um, but I, I feel like as someone who's not the alpha male, as someone who would much rather yeah. um, be friends with people on the internet than go to a bar, go to a loud restaurant, that stuff scares me. But I don't mind standing in front of 100 people and talking or having a podcast for a thousand or so people listen. Mm-hmm, I, I mm-hmm. don't like being part of the crowd. I either want to be a center of attention or not part of it. I'm with you. Man. Um, yep, totally. But being guys or being males can sometimes have a stigma attached to it. Plus mental health in general mm-hmm. um, will have a stigma. And it's so fascinating to me that you mentioned cancer. One of the, the primary ways that human beings treat cancer is by killing the patient. We give yep. them poison. Yeah. And that's how we do it either we kill off the the virus or whatever you know like i'm Mm -hmm. using that metaphorically but we kill off the cancer or we kill our patient Mm -hmm. mental health is almost the same way right now because we stigmatize it so much that we're poisoning the people who are suffering from it yeah by the same token i think we also enable it too often um we we have a tendency at least in the united states to my anecdotal opinion of overanalyzing things of over uh, over diagnosing things mm-hmm. and making things that are very small where simply helping somebody to toughen up might be the cho- the choice. Mm-hmm. We don't want to do that. And which is a, a very deep conversation for people probably far more influential than I. Um, yeah. And, but I, I wonder where that balance is. And again, I wish that I was more than I am because I would love to understand that. But to go back to the mental health portion, I mean, I don't like taking so many pills a day to not be, crazy you know and that that c word is so scary to a lot of people but no like i'm not myself anymore and people and this is my advice to you or to anyone that might be worried about it if the idea that medicine is is a bit scary to you and you're like i don't want to take medicine to be okay better living through chemicals is better living Mm -hmm. and it's that's been my thing is like i have no problem taking an advil for a headache or for like a for sore muscles or things like that so the idea like there is definitely that stigma of I'm fine with it here, but I'm, or it's, it's not even, it's like an unfair stigma. It's, it's kind of irrational. And I think that the, the fear and we can, I want to get to the poster at some point, maybe. I think that part of the, um, part of the fear is that it's never ending. And that's actually part of the whole, the whole situation is the, is this forever? Is this curable do i even want it to go away like it starts to become part of your identity which is it kind of locks you in and i think that like i recognize all of these things and whether or not that's a good thing or a bad thing it gives me something to focus on which is probably not the best but the idea of medicine forever 
might be where I'm a little nervous about. And to be honest, like, I just, I feel like I just need to, at this point, just talk to somebody about it. Like, that's kind of, yesterday was a, I don't know, there's a guy in Canada who's very big on, he, he, I don't know if he still does it, but he was on um, ESPN for Canada. It's called TSN Sports Network. Um, yeah. Um, and he went off and just kind of like, in the middle of a show, he's like, I have to tell you guys something I've been dealing with for a very, very long time. I suffer from depression. And he became like a beacon for a lot of people. And he became one of the first most prominent people on TV to say, this is what I do. And I remember thinking a couple years later, I wonder if he's better now. And he's mm-hmm. and he's not. And like, it's sort of like that weird, why isn't he better yet? And I understand, like I get to a degree that none of this really makes sense that it's that it's actually like it cultivates itself and is born out of being irrational and that something mm-hmm. is that some wires are crossed and so just obviously i'm a very over analytical person which i think adds to it as well but yeah man i i appreciate the chat i don't know exactly what to what to get out of this but um yeah well, it's consider all right when a child is young and they touch something hot they learn not to touch it again they flinch back mm-hmm. right Pain's a very good teacher. That pain that you're feeling in your heart and your mind, what have you, um, is teaching you something. So don't let it go away. I, we think about it um, mm. as a bad thing often enough, and it, to me, it, it often feels like it. But I have found that I'm far better off owning that pain versus ignoring it or pretending like it's not there. Yeah, and so, that's true. You know, that's, I look back yeah. to I was screaming on my inside back when I was in you know, 10 years ago, my old relationship engaged to somebody who I wasn't right for. And I was screaming at that person on the inside because I didn't want to be the way I was. And it took time and pain and suffering and whatnot to essentially learn how to be the person I'm trying to be and want to be and I'm happy with. The best advice I ever got in life, Sean, was from from my friend named Brian. He said that everything is a phase. Everything. The ups, the downs. And that... That's a lot more helpful, and the idea that sometimes we we ideate and hurt ourselves or go through emotional pains or whatnot. Those are, you know, the the phrase "permanent solution," yeah. you know, temporary problem. Temporary problem. It's not a temp- but it's not a temporary problem. Mm-hmm. It's a problem, but it's one of many that you've solved in your life, and you will solve this one and conquer this one over time. And you don't need to do it alone. You can, mm-hmm. but there's no reason to, I think, shy away from the fact that it's real you simply have to take responsibility for it rather than ignore it. And that's not mm-hmm. something – anxiety is not rational, so don't don't argue with yourself on it. It doesn't have to make sense to you. Mm-hmm. Give it time. Yeah. Well, and the funny thing is, like, I think maybe I'll even just – maybe we'll jump to the poster even. Um, but the one of the reasons that I typically don't really bring up, especially on this show because it's typically recorded a little bit in advance. So by the time mm-hmm. that it airs, like in three weeks – I'll be like, what was I thinking? Like, why, how was I in such a weird space? Like, today is great. Today is awesome. The weather's nice and and my dogs are great and kids are awesome and the food I eat and the house over my head that, like, roof over my head is so much to be grateful for. Um, but yeah, it's just crazy that roller coaster and the phases and yeah, man, all yeah. that, all of that stuff. My dog so. in the past two weeks, to go back to the very beginning of the show, my dog oh, in the yeah. past two weeks kidney disease we found out she had that oh my so we've got either a month or years oh no Um, we moved maybe we don't know we moved houses and i started my job very busy stressful two weeks we're talking like 
either Hillary was upset or I was upset. Hillary oh, got no so stressed kidding, she got dude. she fell out at work. Like just that. But but then you look turn on the news and and to the time this is recording, we're about a week out of the Houston storm. Mm-hmm. You know what, dude? I got a roof. My old house had a roof. My new one does. I've got clothes. I've got a poster up there. Um, <laughs> that's my the reality thing is, that's ever happened. We're okay. And yeah, that's very true. Yeah. But but to to go back, to, just because we're okay doesn't mean we're perfect and we don't have yeah. to pretend like we're perfect just because somebody else is upset and there's yeah. there's balance there that i'm not qualified to judge mm-hmm. but i don't think it's silly for you to feel bad over something that's going on just because somebody else might be in a worse position mm-hmm. you know so there's yeah there's that's a good point balance. that's a good point dude Can you, I tell you, you a feel good story yes you you said when you had so many luke stories for sean give give it up let's do this oh let's tell a good let's tell this is a feel good one so we're in, we'll start. It starts in this dark place. So I'm in this bad place. In that time where I live at home, I'm playing soccer, indoor soccer, and love it. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm indoors. My Canadians because, love indoor soccer. Oh. <laughs> you can imagine. So we are playing, and um, I'm with a group of. I'm on this team of people who, like me, were once very good mm-hmm. and can hold our own now. We're not Budweiser heroes, where we think you know back you know, watching <laughs> TV like. Mm, I'm so good. I've, if it were me out there, I'd, no, not like that, but we were Budweiser good. Heroes. I don't think I've ever heard that. So perfect. I love that. You know those, yeah, they, they think yep. they're amazing. Um, yeah, that makes sense. So I, I was playing on two different teams, two different leagues, same facility. And then the first game was a championship match yeah. for, for whatever it is. And there's this guy, um, I, I won't say his name on here, and in fact, I don't remember it accurately. What's but up, he, was def- he was defending me. Constantly, and I was knocking him down. He was knocking yeah. me down, but there was never animosity. If he knocked me mm-hmm. down, the moment players already picked me up, and vice versa, just a great interaction of players. True sport, not violent, not mean, just sport. Yep. Um, and then in the next match, uh, which was not a championship, but it was an intense match of some sort, some sort. Um, I was in the air, and somebody from behind bumped me, and I don't think it was vicious by any means. Mm-hmm. Um, but I landed on top of the, the ball with my right leg and just came out and cracked my ankle, right? Uh, yeah. And I just felt it, but like, I was like, oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. Um, they carried me off, and I was like, huh, I don't have good insurance. I have no, I have zero dollars. Oh, um, no. I don't know what to do. So my solution was very uh, 17th century, 16th century. Bleeding I out. had a lot of, I, well, I had a lot of alcohol. And <laughs> oh, the next God. morning, when my parents, um, woke up i I had my door open because it wore off around 4 a.m father was walking by the door and i was like hey i think i broke my ankle because an er doctor would have at least in the united states they would have said oh here's pain meds you're gonna go see a specialist tomorrow and then i would have charged five grand for that yeah um so i did the The very choices yeah what do you do right like i have no well-being and this was bad times so he takes me to the doctor and we were familiar with this doctor because my brother had been uh, had an ankle injury as well. Mm-hmm. We go in and we're in line and this guy walks by and he's like, Luke. And I'm like, yeah. And like, I'm holding on to the crutches that we had from my brother's injury. And he's like, you, you're Luke, right? And I'm like, yes. Uh, do I know you? He goes, I'm. And then he said his name. What's up, Mike? And I was like, what? He goes, what happened to you? I was like, I was playing soccer last night. He's like, yeah, you were fine at the end of the game. This guy is another doctor at this practice, the yeah. defender who was marking me and picking me up. He treated me for free, paid my crutches what? and my boots, 
And yeah, because in the game, every time we went at it, there was never cruelty or jawing. And so, you know. What are the chances? Right. He was a foot doctor. Of all the injuries that you could have had in that situation. I mean, you could have not got injured. That would have been good, too. Sure. But of all but, the injuries, so is that pretty, like, I want to dive into that whole, like, this is so uninteresting for every American, but you could either pay $5,000 or not get healed. That's a thing? That's a real thing? It is a thing that I know many people in our country face. By the same Holy token, crap. I could have just done what many people also do, which is go and just go into debt and pay it off a little bit at a time. Because... <sighs> There are different laws in different states and whatnot, but the reality is sure. very rarely will they come lock you up for not paying. But at the same time, you always have it hurting your credit score and things like that. Um, it is a thing, and that's why healthcare in the United States is a constant source of debate. Wow. We simply no put, kidding, we have like 350 million people, 330 million people, mm-hmm. um, and we're divided amongst 50 states with different rules and different things, plus a national government that doesn't always get along with the states and vice versa and so Mm -hmm. on. So there's too many people with too big a size to get a single-payer system, but at the same time, that socialist aspect might be really helpful because that's how we pay for roads. There's so many governmental aspects, and (laughs) it's just bureaucratic. I never even put that together. That's really funny. You get roads, but yeah, no, you you break a finger. Dirty word because you had the National Socialist Party, which is the Nazis, and then you had USSR, which had socialists. One, you know, a couple bad apples ruined it for the rest of. Well, there's a few bad apples in history, but like also our country was founded by terrorists that left Europe and came here and took over. So it's it's very strange, you know, interesting there. But yeah, no kidding. Schools, roads, water; those are very similar to to socialist aspects. Similar, not the same, but. You know, on a very surface level, yeah, it's not this dirty, terrible thing. It's also not the answer. Capitalism does tend to work well. Yeah, there's a lot of that's a lot of that's a lot of government philosophy mm, for you. Yes. Well, the, we the GamerCast took a bit of a turn this this week, everybody. But I, okay, Luke, you had a couple. You had so many stories. There's no way for me to even like. I don't typically do this, but what else do you got for me, man? Oh man, um, totally put you on well, the spot here. You, you can jump no, to the I, poster if you want. Which well, I don't really mean. I'm just buying you time. I won that from Adam Lenhart of the Mega Dads, and I oh, there it is. Yeah, I won that by him. But I specifically, it's not. It doesn't go there. I just had too much white space in this one corner of this room because I I don't get to podcast with anyone anymore. So I don't have a strict setup in this new house yet. Mm-hmm. Um, side note: If I can be on anyone's show, I'll plug myself. <laughs> Have yep. me on. I like please do MLS reserves. Okay, man, but you <laughs> you should go on Generational Gamers podcast actually with Johnny Casino and Ben Johnny Butler, Casino. right? Yeah. Because you and I played a little bit of Titanfall a little while ago, and we need yeah. to jump into some shooters again. What's yeah. the shooter legacy for you, man? Because I feel like there's something there. Game well, game. We could go the whole game. Shooters, I, I, I have two. I, I adore Halo and I adore um, Titanfall a lot. Mm-hmm. I, I like. I don't. I don't do well with um, real shooters. I suppose my brother's and, the same. Yep. I need a fantasy or something in my games because if it's too real, it's not escapist, and I don't. I don't heal. I know what you mean. I guess that's my healing time. Mm-hmm. Go back to the anxiety. So. The idea that I could have a powered mech suit or be in Spartan armor because I, I I love Star Wars, I love Star Trek, I love uh, Halo and Titanfall, I love the books and extended universes, and so I read all the time and like I've read over a hundred Star Wars novels. Um, what? I've read, 
There's a lot. There will. Well, they, I'm not surprised no that there are. I'm surprised you've read that many. That's amazing. Oh yeah, and I'm reading like all the Halo stuff right now. And How do you have time for all this stuff? Um, I don't have kids. Uh, <laughs> Still, man, I don't know. I didn't have I'll, time for. I <laughs> I just got a kid. Like I didn't know. read no hundred books. But, I used to know, read so, a lot. I, there's so many cool gaming stories. Like I remember when I was a kid. Um, we we didn't have a lot of money. Yeah. Sure, middle class family, but like money had to go towards other things, and my parents sure. worked very hard to see that we ate and that we could play, could play soccer and stuff. Mm-hmm. But my, we were always a couple systems behind. So we had a Nintendo when we had a Nintendo Entertainment System, the NES, back when sixty four came out, right? Yeah, and we just got it. My mom stood in line at this super shady place for Christmas to buy me Super Mario Brothers three and Top Gun for Nintendo, and I'll never yes. forget that. You know what I mean? I'll never Top forget Gun. that. Yep. She did that, and she didn't know Jack, and like we didn't about video games, and mm-hmm. we were still. My family was in the whole mindset like you need to be outside, you, mm-hmm. you don't need to be in here playing this rotting your brain, and so it took time for me to catch up and play games. But sure, yeah, you know, that's a cool story that my mom was willing to do that. Like, what a great woman to, you know. And I love that you remember that. I love thinking. I wonder often if many people do that, like just thinking about the things that that our parents did for us that were so. They would have been, they would have rather doing anything else in the world. Like they were no different than we were at 30 years old. They had their own life. And then all of a sudden this kid comes in and demands all of their attention. It's, it's crazy to think about that stuff. I keep wondering because I like so much nerdy stuff and basically I'm a kid. I'm a 30 year old child. I'm, I'm like Lincoln will surely grow up and be into, I don't know, more mature things, politics and philosophy. Although I, I would connect with him on that too. So, but mm-hmm. that would be interesting. Well, I, I heard you and Chelsea worrying about that. I was, I've been so out of Super Indie Podcast group for the past two weeks, but I'm yeah. catching up. So I'm listening to episode 100 now, and I just heard oh, you I and Chelsea it. talking about, um, you know, like what it's going to be like if he doesn't like video games. <laughs> yeah. And you're going to be like, nerd, come on. I know. What's wrong with you? Well, I can't remember in that conversation. She, Chelsea has a cousin who was exactly that. Like Chelsea's aunt is the one who got her into the video games and everything. So, uh, yeah, that's hilarious. Maybe. I'm trying to remember. I think she said her name was Ashley, the cousin. Oh, Rebecca. But it, like, Rebecca, totally, like, right. she went on to. I don't, well, I'm not saying last names, whatever. Um, yeah, I got you. I got yeah, you. she yeah. went on to like valedictorian, super smart. I've got, if I think in the video version, we're going to hear uh, some little little squeaky sounds coming through. This is Jules Watchem just like spamming my chat right now. So I apologize for anybody watching the video. Anyways, name drops. Well, Speaking of Adam Leonard, not to brag. Oh, sorry. Go well, ahead. Well, well, shout out to Adam, but also Jules. Um, Jules made mutant muds, and I kind of hate him for it because Me I too. love the visual aesthetic so much. But it's so hard, and I'm not good at video games anymore. And as mm-hmm. I get older, I'm worse and worse. It's the worst, man. I I want to play his games, but freaking Jules. I know. I don't want to. I don't want to. Like I don't know. Jules might just have to buy me a new Vita or a new 3DS or a controller just because one of these days that thing is getting smashed all. I don't have carpet in my house. We replace all the carpet with either laminate or some form of like hard flooring. There's nothing yeah. soft around, dude. It's going to it's going to go explosion. Uh speaking of Adam Leonard, not to brag. Not to brag. <laughs> he has he has a question. He said um who's your favorite mega dad? He's asking for a friend, he said. Oh man, it's crazy because I really do like Adam a lot like and I feel I had this like moment one night where I did the whole like uh 
you're just so excited that you want you connected with I'm listening to his show and obviously it's a one way street right mm-hmm. so I've got all these things and then I just like spammed him all these thoughts that I had <laughs> I love that and so I was just like oh man I love this and he liked it and he disagrees but I like and like I just looked at the chat box and it's like Luke Luke <laughs> Luke, Luke, Luke Luke and I'm like I'm that guy. Mm-hmm. I'm that guy. And I was like, oh, man. So then I didn't message him for a while. I love Adam. I yeah, adore Adam. Hilarious. Even when Adam is – when I disagree with him, I'm like, oh, yeah. Were you about to cool. say when he's cranky, Adam? Is that what you are going to say just now and you told no, the backpedal no. a little bit? Because nope. you can say that. He's not here. No. It is funny, though, when I disagree with him because I'm like, dude, Uncharted is not that good. <laughs> or I will be like, why do you hate the rabbits? Like – you know what I mean? Just when you have one-way streets, mm-hmm. you don't feel like you get to have the discussion. So it mounts and mounts. Uncharted is a great series, right? I just don't have any affinity for it. Yeah. But like, I'm like, how are you going to think this is God's gift to gaming and you're missing this? <laughs> but that's what our that's what our timing does to us, you know? When mm-hmm. a game strikes at a time, or like like right now, our money's tight. I won't get Mario and Rabbids Kingdom Battle. Yeah. I'll, just, I'll miss it or I'll get it on sale a year from now. It'll be in the backlog, whatever. Mm-hmm. But when you miss stuff or when you latch onto something that connects with you, that's cool. Yeah, but then man. you have people around you that are like, nerd. That's the worst. I can't believe you think that. What an opinion. Yeah. Plus, well, like, I, I like Titanfall and Halo. Those are the two currently not as popular franchises amongst <gasps> Isn't the Isn't that the worst? Okay, can we connect on this just for a little bit? I know we're, <laughs> we're going to be running short on time here, and i got to ask you what you're looking forward to and what your game of the year is. But what the frick has happened when Halo and Titanfall, like Titanfall, what a journey that game has been on. We saw that at E3 and they're shooting around and he turns around and the Titan, the robot grabs him and throws him in his chest. And now he's like just causing mass mayhem. I played Mech Warrior, Like I played that game all the time on PC. That was the game. And then this thing comes out. It's like best of both worlds. It's Call of Duty. It's the guys who made the best shooter arguably of all time, even to this day, mm-hmm. Modern Warfare. What else do we want, people? And they make it's, Titanfall 2 have this campaign. What it's good. Frick? And it's, it's good. Amazing. It, and it released next to... It's so odd because yeah. Respawn, Respawn, I feel, was very much screwed over by EA in this by putting them out in the window between Battlefield and Call of Duty. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Bioware's like, hold my beer. EA. Yeah. Well, no <laughs> like, seriously. Um, but it makes me so upset because... Respawn put a lot of love and time into Titanfall mm-hmm. 2. Anyone that plays it will see that. Yeah. Um, it's very good, and I think they had to devalue the game by putting it in the vault, EA Access, and things like that to get mm-hmm. players in the door, and they revamped this economy, so now you have a, bit, a lot of cosmetic stuff, which is now funding the game, and player for the player count's going up each month now, which is interesting, but we've become a niche audience. Mm-hmm. Um, the Titanfall audience? Yeah, yeah. and... And I get it because I fell out of it for a while because, like, I don't want to always come home and compete. I like to work together. So Frontier Defense mm. came out. We played that together a few weeks ago. It's now better than when we, you and I played, Sean. We need to do that again, dude. It was Definitely. a blast. Yeah, man. It, they, they've, they've continuously been revamping it. The new mobile game came out, and I'm embarrassed to say that I absolutely love it. It's very it good? good. It's we Clash Royale that, like, right with, oh, is Titanfall, it? with Titanfall. Okay, because for some reason I'm just I don't want to do Clash Royale because just that I just like I've got to I just yeah. don't want to do that. Okay, I might I might have to team up with you on this. It's it's like with Switch, man. I was so not on board with Switch mm-hmm. until I was, 
and then I liked it. And I think that's how a lot of games are. We are now overloaded with games on a number of platforms, including mobile, including PC, and then, and then we have our consoles and hybrids of sorts. We've got so many games that value in gaming and what we pay for a game is skewed. Like, how valuable mm-hmm. was The Witcher 3? Was it worth the money I put into it? Yes, it was. Is Sonic Mania? To me, yes, it is. To somebody else, 20 bucks for a game that looks 16-bit, even though it's probably more like 20-bit. You're yeah. like, I, I, don't, I don't know. But yeah, totally. when you have a free mobile game with in-game ads for any type of game, whether it's Star Wars or Titan, whatever, that can throw you off a bit and be disheartening and mm-hmm. feel sleazy. You know, It does feel a little sleazy. It feels like it kind of pulls your attention away from things you should be doing, like maybe I should be wiping better. Maybe I should be paying more attention on the to-, to other things on the toilet. Maybe I could be reading. My dad didn't play video games. He played crossword puzzles. He was exercising his mind. While you know how on the people toilet. argue that phones have been like a downfall of society that we're not as social because of them? Yeah, no. If you go back and look at pictures and photos of the 30s and 40s and whatnot, and people mm-hmm. are sitting on the the trains or by the bus station with newspapers open, their faces hidden behind them. Mm-hmm. I don't find that to be very different than looking down at your cell phone. I'm not arguing it's better or worse. I'm just saying there's a lot of times that we lament things in society that are just cyclical. They just come lament. back around. Good word, man. Good word. Okay, we're nice. coming up on we're coming up on the time. I I definitely need to know. No, no, no. It's this is all that was all me. We need to we need to get you back on because we could actually talk about games for a couple hours as well. <laughs> We barely talked about games. Nice. So speaking of games, what are you looking forward to for the rest of the year? And if the year were to end right now, what would be your game of the year? Game of the year is Breath of the Wild. Yeah. Um, what a, you know what? This is a bad question to ask this year, I think. <laughs> but it's, go on. It's, very, it's odd because there have been a lot of good games, and I've not played all of them. We've been mm-hmm. inundated with good title after good title, and if it doesn't appeal in the moment, like Horizon Zero Dawn continues to sit over on my shelf, mm-hmm. um, and I've played maybe three hours, and it did not get me. It did yeah. not. Yeah. But I'm playing it, and I'm like, this is beautiful. It's clearly well-made. I don't yep. give a crap about it. I and know. Like, what the heck? It's like, and and to to go back to my joke to Adam a few minutes ago, I don't like Uncharted that much. It's so good. I've played Uncharted 1, 2, the Vita version, part of Mm -hmm. 3. Dude, Uncharted 4 sitting on my shelf, and I have no interest in it. Why is that? Because it's so well made. Naughty Dog's incredible. Mm -hmm. Last of Us was a masterpiece that I don't care about one bit. Like, I played it, beat it, got sad, cried. I don't ever want to touch it again. Yeah. Ever. Ever. Also, terrible trophies. But, um... Totally true. I got the remaster. I played ten minutes into it. I cried at the first start of it, and then I was at, and not because I cried, it was because like I, I'm like I played this already. Like the time is, that's it. I've had my time with it. It's strange, but Breath of the Wild game of the year for me. um, Okay, so this is a better. This is me iterating because I'm finding (laughs) that if I ask this this question every week, it's gonna be Breath of the Wild. Or let's do um, number. Let's do like a number two. If you were to say like. Breath of the Wild already gets it. Mario Everybody... Odyssey. No. <laughs> yeah. What what's your number two game of the year? Oh man. Um It's amazing how it just eclipses everything. It's it's hard because when I think about game of the year, I think about Witcher 3, and that was a while ago. Nice. Um, I just keep we forgetting do that, that too. We should have people vote on like game of the year that didn't come out this year. Like how well does Overwatch do a year later or things like that? I think that would or Rocket League could definitely be yeah. up there. Yeah, you know, I think about best games ever made, I think, to Metal Gear Solid 5 and Witcher 3, and, like, those are the ones that stand out in my memory, mm-hmm. but, like, as far as this year, I truly don't have an answer beyond Breath of the Wild, because 
the, the the games that are in conversation, I've either missed or just not been drawn to, and yeah, I've been drawn to returning to experiences like Titanfall 2, which I adored and then fell off of because nobody seemed to like it. Mm-hmm. Or I'll go back to to um, just games that are old hat. Like I love Halo Wars 2, but that game is not game of the year quality at all. Yeah. It's oh, it's fun, but it's not there. But like I enjoy it, and I know I enjoy it as part of a small group. Mm-hmm. You know, what we get out of games is often very much tied into who we spend our time with and what we put our uh, enjoyment factors into. And mm-hmm. that's why when I yell into pe- the, the microphone at people <laughs> who are podcasting, I'm like, how can you like that when there's this out there? Mm-hmm. It's just because of exposure and time management. But. It'd be interesting to have people do like a listen along kind of thing. So as you're listening, hit record on a voice recorder or like on your phone, you could probably do it. And then to ship that back to the podcast or just have like, it'd be like live comments that would, that would go back to the person. But if anyways, my, if my opinion matters at all, I know you're wrapping up. I'm sorry. No, no, I'm anyone that argues about which console is better is wasting their time. Mm-hmm. It is silly. Gamers play games. Like there are so many great games on all of them. If you love games, just play games. You know, but you know, what's fun. You know, what's even more fun than, uh, than saying which one's better. You just get to shit on all the other consoles. If even if you do it equally, you just be like, you know what? Switch thirty-two gigs, really? Friend really? codes? Yeah. <laughs> add me, Connect? add me with your friend really? code. Yeah, exactly. Um, no Bluetooth control. I don't even know. I can't. I can't think of a thing to crap on X. But no exclusives, really. I don't know. Yeah, Luke, it's. Tell everybody yeah. where they can find you on the internet, man. You've been an absolute delight. This is a much needed conversation for me and i really appreciate you just letting me do that the whole time <laughs> oh it's, it's mutual i've wanted to be so i've so wanted to be part of a conversation again um you can follow me on twitter at mls reserves one day i'll switch it back to my um wait over there I'm i don't pointing, know what side i'm, I'm, I'm pointing you. to your name bar which is really only like half yeah, really. of it on the video youtube.com slash we the nerdy mls reserves yes please go on more shows man i want to hear more from you seriously this has been awesome yeah, yeah no it. i'm I'm happy to just i i feel like i'm one of those guests that doesn't have his own show so anyone that wants me to have on i i enjoy talking about games and my friends are on the internet so it's nice to get to have those conversations this is sweet man thank you so much yeah buddy Hey, well, that's that's that episode, Mr. Lincoln. Lincoln is here, in case you guys are just listening. Thank you again to Luke. What a show. I hope I hope that was all right, guys. That's so that's that's out there. <laughs> uh, again, I feel I feel better. I feel better. But and I really think that just talking about this helps. And again, if anybody guys, if, if you know anybody who even if they might be just reach out, see if they're OK, man. Uh, there's information at the top of the episode, uh, suicide prevention lines, crisis lines. Guys, let's let's help each other. Um, look at this kid. Like, how could I even... Anyway. Um, the music, guys, Halo from OC Remix. It was Halo Fall from Above. You can't stop. And I won't stop. Thank you for listening and subscribing here on YouTube. YouTube said that weird. YouTube.com slash WeTheNerdy. And subscribing on iTunes and Google Play, leaving a review. My phone's going off. That was unprofessional. But we're just going to keep rolling. Feel free to follow me on Twitter, at Sean Capri. Sean like Connery Capri, like the pants. We the Gamer Cast. Remember, I also do the Xbox Drive with Dave Moore. And 
I do that while I'm driving to work. That's the only other time. Like, look at this. I'm doing this show and I'm bouncing a baby on my lap. And uh, I do another show while I'm driving to work. Making it happen, guys. Uh, and if we were at Nintendo, of course, with Bobby Pauls and the Nintendo Guru himself. Thank you again to our patrons and our executive producers over on patreon.com slash make us better nick militia joel brooks james johnson jesse johnson james i'm sorry james james johnson joel brooks jesse armstrong so many j names sheldon benedict glocko schaefer and david ray thank you guys so much um that's pretty much it i did i i'm not going to really talk about what i'm playing i've got some stuff coming up in the works but i'm just going to kind of leave it at that i want to make sure that i give a high five to everybody for supporting the show high five to luke for being on the show high five to anybody else who may i don't know if it's brave enough to be on the show after this but uh thank you guys for your continued support i understand if this wasn't everybody's cup of tea but i appreciate uh appreciate you listening making it this far in the episode next week episode 105 with special guests. I haven't recorded yet, so I almost don't want to jinx it. But I'm, I'm pretty excited about next week. Otherwise, this is episode 104 of We The Gamer Cast. It's now in your ears and your eyeballs. Thank you again for listening. I'll be back next week. I hope you're there too. Now it's time for Jason. Jason, Lincoln, say it. Jason, one of these days you're going to say it. Hey, say Jason. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I almost forgot. Lincoln just reminded me. I almost forgot. Joey Hare. Thank you so much, Joey. You are amazing. I'm so sorry. I didn't update the list on the bottom part of the document. I'm really sorry. Joey, extra, extra, extra special thank you. I'm so sorry if you made it this far. Joey, you're amazing. Executive producer on uh, whatever that website is. Patreon.com slash make us better. Joey, thank you so much. Thank you, Joey. Sorry, Joey. Sorry. And now time for Jason. For real. Jason! 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 Sean! 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 Sean, where are you? Jason! 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 Sean! 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 Stop! Jason! 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 Jason!